I just pulled the biggest hair out of my face just now. Oh, for some reason, I thought you were going to say your butt crack. Yeah, I'm just going to advertise that, Blair. <laughs> yeah, you would not pull hair. Actually, what? We're friends. It's fine. Funny enough, I do sometimes get like get out of the shower after washing my hair and I like get dressed and everything's fine and I start walking and I'm like what is that it's my hair yes <laughs> in my, yes in, in my butt cheeks yes hello everyone and welcome to the show I'm Blair and I'm Kirsten and we are Mediocre content, and my mouth is still on fire from my snack. <laughs> I can't. She didn't, it, and no, it's not flaming hot Cheetos. It's flaming hot Doritos. <laughs> it so. is. It's called dynamite chili lime on. I don't know. It it, it hurts, but it's so good. <laughs> Doritos sponsor us, <laughs> but First, like not really, because then we get real fat. First it was Ikea. Now it's Doritos. We have big aspirations. We do. I mean, it's good to put it out in the universe. I'm manifesting it now. That's we could totally be in fine. a Doritos Super Bowl commercial. How oh cool my gosh. Okay. I know this is not today's topic, but mm. you have sparked questions in me. And so I'm going to ask them to you. Sure. Favorite Doritos flavor. And you can't say the original. Ooh. on the spot go (laughs) i mean okay so like obviously cool ranch is a classic right it's a crowd pleaser yeah it's so good but like also i like and honestly i can't even remember there's been other doritos Mm -hmm. i've tried that i've really loved but i can't remember like off the top of my head what flavors they are because Mm. doritos like i've had the most in my life i've had quantity wise is the original and the cool ranch but i like i've only ever had like the specific flavors one or two times i think there's like a sweet and spicy one that i really like uh like the purple bag oh yes 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 that is here Mm -hmm. their salsa verde ones are also really good they are good i love the salsa verde ones i'm literally on their website right now (laughs) looking at what they have uh, and buying I, a ton of Doritos. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You've influenced me. Um, I did not know this, and I've never seen this in my grocery store. So tell me if you have. They are listing a Tapatio Dorito flavor. Oh. And I have never seen this, but I would 100% put that in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite? Uh, I actually really, and this is like from childhood. I really enjoyed the Doritos Puffs a really long time ago, and I know that they stated that the flavor should have been like the regular tried and true, but they 100% tasted different. You never had those. I have never seen those in my entire Uh, life. I used to get like the little, they still kind of, um, I'm pretty sure they still, yeah, so they still kind of had this. They're called 3D Crunch now, but I don't know what they were known as previously but you used to be able to get like you know the pringles cans you used to be able to get pringle like cans of these puffs they weren't in bags yeah they were fantastic but i also like the cool ranch ones yeah they're they're also top tier although (laughs) these dynamite lemon chili whatever it is (laughs) 
might be my next favorite. I just yeah. Can't, I can't breathe, so but it's great. <laughs> I love also that we're becoming slowly a food podcast. <laughs> and Sorry I love about that all the foods you like. Um, yeah. You know what I was thinking about? Um, Tyler actually made me think about it. He didn't say anything, but it was just a thought that I had way back when we lived in um, Lynchburg. And one of the things that we bought very frequently was Pop-Tarts. And and I would love to do an episode. I was thinking about that time. And I was like, I'd love to do an episode on Pop-Tarts. That would be so fun. Oh, yeah. We have to. It's a classic. I feel like it's going to turn out a lot like the Oreo episode, but I'm here for it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. um i'm sorry yeah real no that's beautiful i love it so much um we're gonna rein it in though and we're gonna do our little disclaimer no problem mom i am your mother you listen to me i will i will i promise (laughs) i'm off the doritos all right so um basically we're not experts on anything um if you come to this podcast to get any kind of advice don't do that and <laughs> leave. <laughs> but um, if you want to learn about things that you wouldn't otherwise come across, um, stay yes. and hang out with us. And that yeah. is that is the disclaimer. Perfect. I'm going to take us into the ocean now for some good news. Kirsten Science Corner. <laughs> I swear I want to rename it so bad, but you're right. We can't because then the one time we don't do science related things, it's completely blown, you know? Yeah. Although we did change it that one time for the rage, uh, the rage corner. Uh, well, Liam. yeah. So we could do, I mean, every time you do the good news, we could just do Kirsten science corner. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll think about it. Okay. All right. We'll make a little like um, yeah. jingle for you or something. Too. Oh my God. <laughs> a jingle. Oh, you know what? I never did put that jingle in for Chris, but that's fine. It'll be okay. It's all right. (laughs) Okay. So both pieces of good news are in the ocean. uh, And we're starting out in the Galapagos first. If you don't know much about the Galapagos Islands, there are ancient coral reefs that were discovered um, in that region that were devastated by essentially a freak weather accident called an El Nino that completely assumingly destroyed all of the reef systems there. And it's really tragic and really sad. Um, And if you don't know, coral reefs in general are one of the most biodiverse uh, systems that we have. They've got different life forms of all shapes, sizes, and types, and they all form together to create this giant ecosystem in the ocean and it's a huge deal there's a lot of conditions that can make it really positive and obviously a lot of conditions that can wipe them out and that's a huge problem for those ecosystems yes so the el nino event took place uh between 1982 and 1983 and as i said was thought to have essentially wiped this entire reef out in the galapagos with uh the Wellington Reef, which is just off the coast of Darwin Island, thought to be one of the few surviving remnants of this reef. However, scientists have now discovered extensive reefs in the middle of the archipelago and bringing hope that others may have also survived. So this is good news. Marine Indeed. biologist uh, 
Dr. Michelle Taylor from the University of Essex in England was part of the team that found these reefs, these surviving reefs, the first discovered in the Galapagos Marine Reserve since its creation in 1998. They are pristine. They have tons of life. Uh, a lot of the life that they cited specifically are pink octopus, batfish, squat lobsters, which is hilarious. Squat lobster. Um, I'm not, not going to look it up. Feel free to do so. I'm doing it right now. I don't know if this lobster is just super fit and always hits the gym, but <laughs> that's what it's called. A squat lobster. Absolute he- unit of a lobster. <laughs> He's, he never skips leg day. <laughs> Okay. I all right. So for the listener, uh, a squat lobster, rock lobster, basically. So think of your regular lobster because it has like <laughs> the two big claws, and sure. then there's six other appendages. Mm-hmm. But the body, instead of being long and like mm-hmm. almost fish shaped with the tail, it's actually mm-hmm. just like a tick. So think of like a oh. little tick, like a little seed tick body. With like See, big ass claws on the front. I thought he was going to be swole. Turns out he's small. So that's unfortunate. He's a little boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, now I feel like I've made him self-conscious. Um, I really hyped him up there. Uh, yeah. We're just going to move on from the squat lobster. <laughs> um, they also had a lot of deep sea fish, sharks and rays. Also very important to that ecosystem. And essentially, uh, Dr. Taylor said that these newly discovered reefs have potential global significance, which are sites that can be monitored over time to see how pristine habitats evolve with our current climate crisis. So despite all of the things going on, even despite El Nino, there are surviving bits of this reef that are coming back to life and could potentially spread depending on how aggressive it gets. Of course, this takes time. They've only recently been rediscovered and seen as surviving. So it's a step in the right direction, but we still have a couple couple more steps to go. So makes sense. Good things. Sorry about the squat lobster. Um, um I, I feel like also, I feel like El Nino is a regular thing that happens. Uh it is sometimes. There's also La Nina, which I believe oh, is the that's opposite. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah okay. there's so there's two. There's El Nino and La Nina, I believe. Um, and they're I forget exactly what they are, and I believe they are also opposites of each other, if I'm not mistaken, okay. in terms of a weather system. You'd okay. have to look it up to be sure, but they are fairly devastating, depending yeah, on yeah. you know where they are. And oh, humans have been affected by these as well. So I would also yeah. like to say this isn't just about you know, coral reefs, they're very important, but there has also been humans who have suffered through these weather systems as well. And you can look them up and they're, they're not super frequent, but they're frequent enough to be in the news. So yeah, if you're curious, like irregular weather, absolutely. It's stream. Um, okay. And we're going to stay in the ocean, uh, for this next one. So, One of the UK's largest seagrass meadows has been discovered off of the Cornish coast. Uh, This 887-acre or 359 hectare site was found in St. Austell Bay during an acoustic survey as part of the St. Austell Bay Blue Carbon Mapping Project, which is a mouthful. I also don't know specifically what this project is, but you can look it up as well. It might have something to do with the restoration of seagrass, but 
this is what's happening. Conservationists are working to restore these meadows, which sequester more carbon than rainforests. Mm. More carbon than rainforests. <laughs> okay. I, like that. I don't know how many people know the size of rainforests these days, but go look that up and then then come talk to us about seagrass. They're huge, huge in the ecosystem. Uh as well as being a carbon sink, the newly discovered site is home to an estimated 122 species of plants and animals, in this case including scallops, seahorses, and pipefish. The discovery of extensive surviving seagrass beds in St. Estelle Bay is very exciting, says Abby Crosby, who is a marine conservation officer for Cornwall Life, uh, Wildlife Trust. Uh, and she said that they look forward to collaborating with wide ranges of people from local residents to marine business and government organizations to assure that these are protected because of their influence. They're just they're like essentially like coral reefs. They're very biodiverse. There's a lot of life there, a lot of good things happening. And then also, you know, the whole carbon thing. It's kind of important in today's. I don't know if we're harnessing that or if it just produces it and it just stays in the water. I don't really know what the effects are with that are. But Still an important factor to consider when you're conserving these and now to find them. Really great news. Totally. Totally. So now you can come up for air and we'll go to the real episode content. Did you like yeah, that? Which is like the exact opposite. <laughs> We're going full modern. <laughs> All right. Moving <sighs> along here. So today, as you know from the title, we're talking about Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's part of our social media series, and I promise that I know Kirsten's doing the plant, the planets, mm-hmm. uh, solar system yeah. series, and I'm just adding on to our social media series. But this is not going to be a continuous thing. We're just going to pick and choose the weeks mm-hmm. that we want to use this. So just don't get discouraged. We're going to come back with <laughs> some random content soon. I hate content. <laughs> um. So according to Instagram's website. <clears throat> Instagram is a free photo and video sharing app available on iPhone and Android. People can upload photos or videos to our service and share them with their followers or selected group of friends. They can also view content like posts shared by their friends on Instagram. Anyone 13 and older can create an account by registering an email address and selecting a username. It was launched in 2010. I'm surprised that the age requirement is 13 for Instagram. 100%. I don't mean to be ageist or anything, but I mean, in part two, we will understand why okay. that is kind of mildly problematic, I would say. Mildly. Um, so we're just going to dive into some statistics Let's that go. have to do with Instagram. So <clears throat> there are 52.2% of men. Uh, well, on Instagram total, there are 52.2% are male and then 47.8% are female. What? Yeah, shocking, I know. That there's is a lot shocking. of there's a lot of shocking inter- information in here. I was blown away. <laughs> I am so, extremely blown away by that statistic. <laughs> so Instagram has over 1.22 billion monthly active users. Insane. And just to recap from our last episode where we differentiated mm-hmm. between million and billion Mm-hmm. One billion or one million with an M, one million seconds is about eleven days. One billion seconds is about thirty-one point five years. So yeah, there's a ton of people on Instagram. 
Do you okay. know uh, what they consider? I mean, they might not have said, but do you know what they consider like active? Is it like a post a day every every week or what do they consider active? So, at least once a month. Once a month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At okay, least okay. once a month. Monthly active users. Okay. So, so they yeah, post at, at least, least once a month. Okay. Yeah. 78% of Instagrammers are under 34 years old. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's me too. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> the average age group is 25 to 34. The that's largest us. demographic on Instagram attributing to 31.7 of the total Instagram population. That checks out. Yeah, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like old people have Facebook. Millennials have Instagram. Mm-hmm. My cat just rubs against my leg and freaked me out for a second. <laughs> I hate it when they do that. Hello. Like, oh my God, something's <laughs> under the desk. <laughs> Surprise, it's me. <laughs> oh, poor baby. He's just trying to cuddle. Of course, he just sat down like right in front of my feet. So if I didn't know he was down there, I would kick Dick. him by accident. They do it to themselves. <laughs> I know. All right. Um, And then... So Instagram is used by 25.31% of the world's population. That is a quarter of the population is on Instagram. And that is the world. That is insane. Isn't that wild? It is wild. Um, Daily active users of Instagram stories. um, There are, so there are 500 million. Which is still a big number. Stories. Yes. And 87% of Instagram users live outside the United States, which I think is shocking. That is shocking. Yeah. So huh. the highest number of users on Instagram is India. But I mean, Whoa. they have a giant population, though. India is yeah. really big. That's fair. And, like social media is banned in China. So like, no. Nah. But oh, I, I mean, was going to say, yeah, you like, know that what would I mean? be my like, next China guess. Has, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so they have weird social media laws over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So <clears throat> India is 230.5 million people. On Instagram, the U.S. is 159.75 million, and Brazil has 119.45 million. Brazil being the third. Yeah, yeah, that is also surprising. Well, so just so population know, size. Well, I think this is my own personal theory. I did not research mm. this at all. I think it's because Brazil has a really um, like usually Miss Universe is very beautiful and comes from Brazil, right? That's fair. So they have a very big um, emphasis in their culture on like outward beauty. They also so, have a big fitness culture. So exactly. they probably do a lot of those kinds and of like, reels. And there's also plastic surgery and stuff True. like that. You're right. So I feel I feel like Brazil is very much in the Instagram game because of like visual and it fits like beauty yeah yeah it just fits okay. in their culture really well but they sense. also do have a lot of people in brazil yeah as they well. do they do i don't think a lot of people think about brazil as being like extremely populated but it is it is quite yeah po- yes there is a huge population there <laughs> yeah um so instagram's user growth is forecasted to grow slightly in um to 5.47 percent so grow five percent roughly Mm -hmm. in 2023 okay um the monthly active user base of instagram is equivalent to the population of the eu and north america combined insane the entire continent of north america (laughs) and europe 
continent. (laughs) (laughs) And there's not a lot of people in Alaska. Let me tell you. (laughs) Canada. uh, I can't really speak for Canada. I don't know. Yeah. The middle part of Canada. The middle part. doesn't have a lot. Um, So the average time spent on Instagram is 30 minutes. Okay. Which, all right. Yeah. I can see that. It's like doom scrolling, but like pictures. Now, if you ask me how much time compared to TikTok, I would have to say <laughs> it's a little different. Oh my goodness. TikTok is like, I spent four days on TikTok today. On, on TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah. Meanwhile, Instagram is like, oh yeah, I like scrolled through. I liked a couple things and I got yeah. off. TikTok is like, I've been here for 84 years. <laughs> it really is. That reference is so useful in so many ways. I know. I know. Um, 21% of users log in weekly and 16% log in less often than that. Hmm. 38% of users log into the platform multiple times. Interesting. And 70% of the people watch Instagram stories daily. I do not do that. I don't either. Um, I have a few people that I'll like click on it if I mm-hmm. see that they have one, but it's not like. No. Yeah. Um, 71% of the content on Instagram is photos obviously mm-hmm. but um let's see there's another one in here we'll get to it um so 134 or 130 million users tap on shopping posts that's I me am gu- i am guilty of that as well that is 100 percent me in fact i honestly go on there to see what the algorithm thinks i want nowadays <laughs> you know and i do that for facebook too but like it's mostly so that i can see what new content it's like shoving my way for shopping Uh purposes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I found some great stuff that way. I feel like there was a YouTuber who did a video on buying things that the Instagram Mm. algorithm suggested Mm -hmm. me and they were like pretty good. Like pretty spot on. Lauren Z side did one, but it wasn't the same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay, so shopping posts, let's see, 40% of Instagrammers post stories daily. Now, if you are young enough to remember Snapchat and Snapchat stories, that is something that I think people would update every day. And then Instagram mm-hmm. basically just like hijacked the yeah. Snapchat stories mm-hmm. like platform, not platform, but like hijacked the idea. And put it on Instagram. And now instead of going to Snapchat to update your story, they just do it on Instagram. So I can mm-hmm. see where that like population shifted, but I don't update my Instagram story. I do it once a week when we have a podcast and that's like pretty much it. Legitimately. Uh, it, well, and the thing too is now that Instagram is also meta, your stories can be simultaneously uploaded between those two platforms as well. So you're covering both yeah. areas with one app. I refuse to use Facebook. I just, I I don't know. It feels greasy. Cringe. But Instagram is is owned by the same people now. So I know, I know, and it makes me very sad. I understand. I just don't like Facebook as a platform. No, I I agree. It's It's very outdated. So such garbage. Anyway, no offense to you if you're updating to Facebook still. Like, (laughs) I know we have some people who do (laughs) offense to this. No offense. It's just not my jam. All right. Instagram is probably like one of my favorite platforms. Oh, wow. TikTok is definitely mine. Well, I mean, TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) But like things of of platforms that I choose to upload to Instagram is 
that and that's, that's it fair do you use twitter a lot other than our pod posting not, not really me neither i i don't even i don't even think we've been uploading to the twitter have we? i have oh yeah i don't know i am off twitter <laughs> i was like hmm. yeah i update instagram and twitter every time i make a post that's nice i know way to be Marketer. a social media manager <laughs> Kirsten out here doing the most. Meanwhile, I'm just <laughs> over here putting together subpar content for you guys. Bro, I'm trying. Um, okay. Uh, average engagement rate for a photo post is 0.81%. Not even 1%. Video posts are 0.61%. That makes sense. And a carousel post mm-hmm. are one point. Zero eight percent. So if you post multiple pictures, mm-hmm. people will scroll through. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Which is good to know if you're like into this. Yes, very good um, to know. Highest Instagram Reels engagement rates are obtained by Instagram accounts with fewer than five thousand followers, huh. reaching up to three point seven nine percent on average. So if you want engagement, you better mm-hmm. be posting to the Reels. Absolutely. And maybe TikTok, but that's neither here nor there. Um, or YouTube Shorts or recycled TikToks. <laughs> Reels get twenty two percent more interaction on Instagram than the standard video post, and everyone was really upset about that when it first happened. Why? Uh, oh, because I remember when they switched over to Reels, and like oh. you, everyone was complaining, or at least the influencers that I follow were was complaining because they couldn't get any engagement unless they posted a reel oh that is stupid all of their like regular photo posts were just palming oh that's unfortunate yeah that's meta though i know Mm -hmm. i know um so instagram has seen an 80 percent increase in the time users spend watching videos on the platform obviously because people don't want to migrate over to tiktok because they think they're going to get hacked meanwhile i mean or that's all the content there is now because they do so well so it's population bias because there's more video content than there is photo content that's true that's true Mm -hmm. um also, let me just get it out here if you are watching tiktok reels or not tiktok reels instagram reels if you are watching Instagram Reels, you are behind. Okay, <laughs> you are not current behind. at all. <laughs> Shout out to Philip who sends me old mm-hmm. Instagram Reels that are old TikToks I saw a week ago. I'm so happy yep. that you're sending me these things, but also you need to know you're behind. I'm sorry, Philip. She's just blasting you out there like that. I, I can't help. <laughs> he does, and I'm just like, oh yeah, this, or I just don't respond, and I feel bad. I'm okay. If you're going to out your brother, I'm going to out mine. Chris continues to send me Facebook videos via messenger that are also <laughs> recycled TikToks. <laughs> I love you, Chris. I do watch them, but it is funny that some of them are oh, literally TikToks God. and he uses Facebook messenger to do it. And I love that. He's like, you know what? No, this is my platform and dang, I'm going to use it. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Good job, Chris. <laughs> He's just out here being old. <laughs> Oh my god. He's gonna be so offended. (laughs) He's younger than I am. (laughs) He's acting like he's old. I'm just saying. Pressing to get with the times, I guess. I don't know. Talk to Blair about it. (laughs) Right. Or talk to Philip. Y'all can collaborate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Get current. Y'all are supposed to be hip and young. Meanwhile, (laughs) won't even get TikTok. Come on now. (laughs) 
it's the older ones like us. I know. <laughs> the older sisters. Ugh. Mm. All right. So a total of 4.2 billion likes occur on Instagram each day. Okay. Not surprising. That's Seems good. Yeah. Longer captions get better engagement. That is surprising. I know because I hate a long caption. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and read your no, novel. This is not the place for your novel, Becky. Like I Publish a novel in the <laughs> caption. Like, don't. I'm not going to read it. I definitely do not either. Mm-mm. Um, on average, 10.7 hashtags are used in an Instagram post, which is a lot of hashtags. Look, if you want that engagement, you have to. Honestly. I mean, great. I think that's wonderful. I try um, to put at least three to six on ours, and we've actually reached some other accounts by doing that. Yeah. So we should. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it does gonna work. Keep... Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible, but it is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, keep that in mind if you're trying to grow a platform like us. Yeah. Um. Instagram has 58% more engagement per follower than Facebook. See? Not surprising. See? <laughs> All right. 2 billion people interact with Reels every month. Instagram users engage more on the weekdays with Wednesday and Thursday showing the most engagement. That's because people are tired of the week by then. And <laughs> Y'all are at work stealing company time on Instagram. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly TikTok, but Instagram too sometimes. I won't lie. Mm. what i would give to have an office job sometimes i mean honestly um let's see more than 25 more than 25 million businesses use instagram to promote their services and products not us included <laughs> us included i mean are we a business we're not really a business i don't know mind your business i don't okay. know okay <laughs> i mean sure U.S.-based online stores lead with 86% Instagram accounts, followed by 81% accounts from the U.K., 75% from Germany-based online stores. Hmm. So uh, there, we have the most online stores on Instagram. Also not surprising. No. Capitalism for the win. Absolutely. 81% um, of Instagrammers use the platform for researching new products and services. Kirsten. Mm -hmm. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> 87% of Instagram users say they take action after seeing a product on Instagram. Kirsten. Also me. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> on average, major brands post on Instagram 1.5 times every day. That's excessive. You know also, what, though? Sorry. Side note. Side note. Yeah. I just wanted to. So, you know how, like, on. And I don't know if you had this in your house, mm. but, like, the. My parents would always be like, don't buy anything off of TV because it's never as good as like uh, what you <laughs> think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and we we got that. Philip just brought this up to me the other day. He um, we got that. Um, it was like a viral or not a viral. I mean, it was a really popular commercial and it was like a rainbow um, painting. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. I do and know what you're had, talking like, about. The three colors and you wipe the little brush on it yes and you can and make rainbows you, you can make rainbows or like many different colors all absolutely at the same time. and it like looked really magical on tv and we got it and it was garbage oh <laughs> and so do you think that like the new version of that is 
Instagram ads. Ooh, okay. So that's kind of a a tricky one because a lot of my ads are actually from Amazon. Right. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not like an as seen on TV. It's also not like a QVC. Actually, there's a couple of things I bought. <laughs> telling myself. There's a few things I bought from QVC that were actually really good. But I she feel like. She watches QVC, you guys. It's it's a thing. I also watch uh, jewelry television. Anyway, um, but I, <laughs> I brought, I bought a couple of things from QVC before and they've all turned out really well. And I would say that that's kind of like the uh, TV version of. Amazon almost where you should a hundred percent still check the reviews and you should a hundred percent still trust the place that you're purchasing from. But I do get ads from like off brands that I've never heard of that looks like things that I would buy. But if you look it up, the reviews are terrible because it's just a scam essentially. So I think, you know, you just have to be mindful of where you're buying it from, where it's coming from, even on Amazon, and just read the reviews, which we did not have access to in those days, just by the way. Like, if you mm-hmm. were sitting in front of the TV and you saw, like, those um, those uh, straw bubble things that you could blow up, you know, like, it was terrible, but you didn't know that because you, you have nowhere to look for reviews on it. But now we do. And that also, was a long if you guys were version. You are so right because yeah, so it's not the same because you are no. you can find out. You have more information yeah. to find out. I think so. If you want to look up the product that I was trying to very poorly describe, <laughs> um, you can just type in rainbow art toy early 2000s and it'll show you the infomercial. But I I think it's just called rainbow art. I don't know if it's like I the, think that's right. I think that's what it's called. It is. Did you also have like those giant art kits that had like the crappiest yes. markers, pencils, and paints, but you mm-hmm. loved it and would like yep. cart it around everywhere? Yeah. That and was I'm me pretty and sure I'm pretty sure Philip and I destroyed a few things with Absolutely. all of those crappy markers. Absolutely. Okay. Let's see, where were we? Um, oh, so oh go ahead. No, I was just going to say the fashion brands, I think. Yeah. So 97, 98% of fashion brands mm. use Instagram. Which I think which is great. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. Um, 68% of weekly Instagram users visit the platform to interact with creators. Cool. I'm not one of and them. And neither am I. 93% of marketers have already used Instagram to acquire potential new customers. Like we were just talking about. Hmm. 74% of mar- marketers want to reach a new target audience and 69% want to improve brand awareness and 46% want to increase sales that and that sense. they can all do on Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 61% of customers trust their influencer recommendations more than brand content. I can say I've been guilty of that before. Absolutely. And then Instagram has, ads have the potential to reach 849.3 million users. Holy cow. So if you're thinking about running an ad on That's social media, good place for that. Maybe TikTok too. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram marketers spend 69% of their budget on influencer marketing on Instagram. And that's like a huge chunk. That is huge. That's wild. Micro influencers who generally have 50,000 to 100,000 fans. <laughs> Which is micro. I know. Interesting. Are used by the business to 
monetize their products. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram story ad revenue is expected to increase to $20.03 billion in 2023. And the highest Instagram advertising audience is from 25 to 34 age group, which makes sense because that's like the mo- yeah. the most, the biggest age group on the platform. I actually, um, I have a lot to say about the whole revenue part of everything and like the influencer part of everything we could save it Mm -hmm. for the second half because I know you've got like questions and stuff but like I have a lot of opinions with like some new information that's coming through and some personal information that's come through so like I I really want to address that (laughs) okay sure so let's let's take a little break I'll I won't bore you guys with any more statistics thank you for listening and getting this far you did such a good Um, job (laughs) thank you so much um And we will see you after the ad. We received many questions regarding what exactly mediocre content podcast can be used for in the average person's daily life. Today, we will address this question head on with a list of everything you can do while listening to MCP. Kirsten, take it away. Laundry, cooking, biking, hiking, driving, typing, working, walking, jumping, um, tattooing, swimming, okay, launching a rocket, math homework, hopping, racing, singing, All right, I, shaking, I think they swinging, get it. Jogging, eating, spinning, zooming, fishing, Here's it. boating, Hello. teething, shopping, Girl, can you hear me? Taking out trash, gardening, building a house. Um, okay, it appears we've lost her. Um, well, just so you know, you could do a lot of things while listening to Media for Content podcast. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole ad. And, um... Uh, I'm going to go head over to the second half now. Um, Kirsten, come on over when you're better. All right. Bye, guys. Not listening to your wife eating peanuts. Welcome back from the ad. Um, Kirsten, would you like to pick up where we left off? Uh, Yeah. I, I don't want to get too deep into it because obviously everybody's experiences are different. It's mostly information that I've heard, seen, and experienced here recently, even on um platforms like twitch and stuff like that mm-hmm. for streamers sure um in the end of the second uh end of the first half blair talked about statistics around revenue and influencers being part of percentages that companies use to help obviously advertise their products um and obviously in those in those scenarios you have what we now know are considered influencers who essentially make a living on these social media platforms it's just their literal job to ensure that their platforms are performing they've got multiple avenues in most cases um and that is their full-time job right yes uh that's how they pay the bills and with i'm sure many in our generation are very much aware of this whole tiktok thing and the potential impact that that can have on influencers who do make a living or some of those uh, companies that do Instagram also do TikTok and they advertise their companies and get many like sold out within minutes of posting a video or posting a photo because of the immediate information that you get about a product and people who use it and like you get everything instantly. Sure. Yeah. Um, And they sell out and that's their business and that's their model. So when companies uh, like Meta, for example, or even Twitch, who I don't know who owns Twitch, but it might just be themselves. I'm not sure. But here recently, there has been lots of controversy over these companies who are essentially 
changing the percentage, eliminating percentages, or like making it extremely difficult for people who have been in these platforms and spaces for a really long time making a living off of these platforms and spaces, they're essentially cutting their income on these platforms. But then we see these growth predictions for the actual platforms and you're like, something just doesn't add up, right? Sure. Yeah. And so one thing that I just wanted to denote that the reason that I find this important to speak on is if someone, listener, for example, is thinking about going into this realm of influencer, which if you have a passion for it, please do. If you have a business, it's a great avenue. There's obviously tons of information out there. But to that point, like we state for every other thing in our podcast realm, please do your research on the platforms that you're using and make sure that they are not taking advantage of you. Because even Twitch recently went from like a 70, what is it? 70, 40 or 70, 30 split to a 50, 50. Which is, in, that's a huge cut for people who make a living off of their advertising, their uh, literal, essentially, nine-to-five job. Yeah. Um, so that's just something, even even though this is about Instagram, Instagram is meta now, and meta has already announced that they will be cutting ways for you to make money or making it more difficult for you to thrive and live as an influencer on these platforms. So just be very aware, keep up to date on all the new information that's coming out and do your research on the platforms that you're using so you know exactly what you're getting into and you're not just, you know, going in blind and assuming that, you know, you'll be able to um sustain right away um and really branch out. That's just the one thing I just wanted to be sure to say with there's so much going on right now in that avenue. So yeah, and I think in addition to that, you know, don't, um, what is it? What is the finance bro way to say this? Um, <laughs> diversify your assets. Absolutely. Right? So if you're, don't solely, don't um, dump your eggs not in that, one basket. Not that we're like, honestly, at this point in our, in our internet career, we're really no. not making any money at all. So no. like, you know, it's smart. I would say don't rely solely on mm-hmm. Instagram or TikTok just to be your source of income. Like Correct. if you have the platform and the ability to do so with a reputable company that you like, mm-hmm. you know, do an ad or, you know, go over to YouTube if you're yep. on TikTok and do that. Like, so you have multiple sources of income just yes. to make sure that, you know, it's just a smarter way to do business. Like becoming yeah. an influencer is not just like posting videos online. It is anymore. not. It's definitely like a full-time like business. And even being a business on these platforms is no longer just a post a picture of your product. You have to be dedicated to making sure that your reviews are good, your customer service is good because they're watching you 24-7. So yeah. just a little PSA, that's all. The, the other thing too is like if you, you know, if you want the internet, if you want to be on the internet and you want to put content out, but you don't have the following, mm-hmm. just keep your day job. Yeah. That's what we do. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We got a day job. Absolutely. I plan on keeping my day job. Not that yeah. like, we don't know what's going to happen with our yeah. podcast, but like, yeah. we're happy. You know, yeah. You know, 
keep your day job. It's fine. Keep your day job. Yeah. And there are many who do that. Uh, Michaela is one of them. She used to work for Ulta and she kept her day job as she was building her platforms and building her yeah. following. And Christine of Simply Podlogical. Absolutely. She started small. And, and that's just what happens. You start small. And as your following grows, you start becoming a little more expanded and that requires more work. And then it really does become a full-time commitment. So just be aware of that too. You know, it will start to take over your life. <laughs> and again, we're not experts on this. No. Clearly we have like three people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, like don't. But we've, I think it's yeah. more that we've seen it a lot. Like we've yeah. seen, like we followed like the beginnings of YouTube to now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We are the millennials. Yeah. Passing down the information to Gen yes. Z. Not personal experience, but I've seen no. this happen to many. And so I just want to make just this little PSA about it. Yeah. Thank you, Kirsten. We You're appreciate welcome. This. Looking out for the for, for the fam. All trying. Right. All right. So the, that being said, let's get into mm. some fun questions about what do you what do you like and what do you not like about Instagram, Kirsten? <laughs> oh, you want me to go? Okay. Um well, I think I feel like I said this in the first half, but I use mm. it for shopping purposes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> a lot of the things that I follow are shopping related. So yeah. I don't like obviously if I have friends that I follow or follow me back and I like uh, keep up to date with the majority of their life and events. Yeah. But a lot of the things that I have like are strictly either Okay, so let me back up. It's either art related or shopping related. <laughs> okay. And those are the two branches I go down. And that is what I like about Instagram is that you can essentially have all of those collectively in one area to access at any one point. Yes. Yeah. Fair. What okay. about you? I mean, I'm with you on the shopping thing. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you can't, it just, it has, it, it happens. It's so easy. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also, I mean, I very much like the photo part of Instagram. I'm, okay. I don't post reels or anything like that, but I like, like, it's just fun for me to take pictures. Like when I go someplace new or, mm -hmm. you know, when I go, like when I see friends and it's kind of like for me, my own personal like photo album I guess nice. yeah and that's why I like it um I also like having pictures of like because going through my phone camera is just I take entirely too many pictures <laughs> that you never go back to uh it's so much but like the ones that are special I put I would post to Instagram mm -hmm. just to kind of like so then I can pull it up easily you know I know that right. like Apple photos has like the favorites and all that stuff but like you know if it's a really nice photo I also kind of I'm not a photographer by any means but like if I get a cool picture I want to yeah. put it on Instagram you know what I, I mean I like your pictures I think you post really cute stuff thank you very You're much welcome. um so yeah I like it for the photo part of it but I also like shopping and you know <laughs> the social media part of it sure yeah um and you don't really post that much do you most of it's cat photos. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty of that as well. Mm. Um, and I think we've already made our, like, our feelings clear about TikToks versus Instagram <laughs> Reels. Look, there, 
with every social media platform as it should be, and this is my big issue with Meta owning both Instagram and Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. To me, each platform should have and serve its individual purpose. I agree. You know, like Snapchat's cute because it's like these quick little glimpses into somebody's life and it lasts. But now you can get that on Instagram stories though, so it doesn't I mean, really matter. You can, but the reality is Snapchat did it first and so that should have yeah. served its purpose, you know? Right, yeah. And then Instagram is this beautiful photo booth of, you know, these gorgeous like timestamps that you can go back to and enjoy over time. Facebook sure. is a way of large group connection and being able to um communicate uh between people, right? Mm-hmm. Between family friends that you might not encounter a lot. And then for me TikTok is more of like a platform to release and escape but be informed at the same time but yes. still have the little pleasantries of like funny cat videos or yeah you know your favorite content creator doing a makeup tutorial like yeah it's like the catch-all youtube is for those structured i have a question and i need a tutorial right now <laughs> you know what I or mean? for like news channels absolutely or, you know yeah that kind of thing or gaming i know twitch or is spe- one of those yeah or specific but... like content yes creators do exactly so i like i use tiktok more however i think each platform has its space yeah yeah Yeah. i would say that's true as well um do you still use snapchat chris does (laughs) i'm really out (laughs) today i'm so sorry chris i i have it downloaded on my phone me too barely ever use it chris and i will use it sometimes when we like see something in the store or like if he has questions about groceries he'll be like which one (laughs) i have to out i have to out somebody else i'm so upset tyler doesn't even listen to these so i'm not worried about it Uh, it's fine so sometimes tyler will send me youtubes like youtube shorts or like snapchat shorts through snapchat stop it right now but they're old I'm just noting all the men in my life. I'm so sorry. All the men in your life are like 60 years old. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm usually the oldest. I know. You... No, I think this is what it is. And okay. like, <laughs> listener, if you don't, I think we've talked about this briefly yeah. before, but Kirsten, her general persona is either like mom, friend or grandma. And that's just like who she is as a person. That's and we true. love this about her. We sure. love that. This is why I love you. Mm-hmm. But I love think that we're learning that there's a facet of your personality or your like mm-hmm. being that you are actually your age. I maybe am even a little bit younger when it comes to tech. Absolutely. And media. Maybe. I have my niche. If we <laughs> ignore the QVC stuff, oh, then I think we're good. Up. <laughs> whatever so this is very this is an exciting development i'm this is great so happy so happy that this is where it landed (laughs) so happy social media yeah oh god moving along yeah okay so um what i have for you guys is so there was a study done at the university of singapore and we're just so everybody knows uh, up front, we're going to talk about Instagram and the effect it has on social or self-esteem slash social anxiety. So okay. potentially a little trigger warning. Yeah. yeah. So just 
you know, if you don't want to hear it, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Boy. All right. <laughs> All right. So University of Singapore published a study <laughs> in 2020 um, that basically wanted to answer the question um, that the problem, I guess, that they wanted to address was that um, social anxiety could arise from managing a large network of social media friends feeling jealous of their social media friends' lives and a fear of missing out on activities and online interactions by using Instagram. Mm -hmm. And just for context, Singapore's population uses about, or there's about 70% of their population that uses social media, which is similar to the United States. We Mm -hmm. are also about 70%. So take that with what you will. Um, So basically they just want to know with Instagram, is there a rise in social anxiety? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what they did was um, they did a web link to an online questionnaire that was distributed through advertising and things on social media. Um, to And then they recruited participants this way. Mm-hmm. The final sample size was 388 people. Um, yeah, the questionnaire had four categories, self-esteem, social anxiety, social comparison, and demographics. Mm. So those are pretty self-explanatory in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, they had different methods for how they were figuring out how to like, um, how to have people rate their self-esteem and like that kind of stuff. And mm. that, that was too deep for what I thought oh, that's fair. was worth it. Um, yeah. but there were different like, mm-hmm ratings and and factors and stuff like that um so the results indicated that instagram use did not directly increase social anxiety however instagram does increase social comparison and lowers self-esteem which does in turn Mm -hmm. increase social anxiety especially when the user is following accounts that heavily you utilize editing and filters for their pictures that's understandable for sure um so basically i just wanted to put this in here again and i'm sorry for coming off very preachy in the second half (laughs) usually the second (laughs) half is way more fun um not today we basically basically you know especially and we've i think everyone at this point has heard that young girls using Instagram, it has a negative effect mm-hmm. on their self-esteem because they're comparing themselves to people who have access to plastic surgery and use filters without acknowledging that. And, you know, there's a lot of just, it's it's the same story over and over again. Like when yeah. we were growing up, it was like looking at people in airbrushed magazines and yep. now like on Instagram, it's the same thing. So basic and the, the study didn't differentiate if it was primarily women who were having this these issues but i would venture to say that it probably is yeah um so basically what i would like to say is just be careful you know yeah. if you feel like you're opening instagram and then just like hating your body afterwards yeah. maybe you might want to unfollow some people or take a break i know it's very or common these days to just delete the app or get off your phone for a while to really detox your mind. I know that's like a controversial word or, you know, whatever the word is, but like sometimes you need to take a step back to take steps forward. And I think it's really important to monitor your mental state 
with these platforms. They can be a lot of fun, but they can be extremely detrimental at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. And you should, um, you know, go out and as they say, touch grass every once in a while, you know, Mm -hmm. read a book. Reading is very in right now. Yep. Take a stupid mental health walk. Yeah. I do that Tuesdays and Thursdays. I take stupid mental health walks all the time. (laughs) Yeah. It's good for you. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And also, if if I can, the the Mm -hmm. other thing to um, just on my earlier rant at the beginning, if you are someone who is, um, you know, starting their platform or you've had yours for a really long time and, you know, you're trying to build that following, one, be mindful that imposter syndrome sometimes creeps up, but comparison is the death of joy. So just mind yourself, mind your corner, keep doing what you're doing and keep your head up. Uh, if your follower, if your follower base is happy and they are responding positively to your content and you're, you know, you're growing in a way that makes sense for you, um, that's all that freaking matters. Yep. Um, and so just don't be distracted by others who are in a different phase than you, who are on a different path than you. Keep your eyes on your own path and just continue doing what's best for you. So just wanted to put that in there as well. Imposter syndrome can yeah. be strong even outside of the influencer verse. So absolutely. Absolutely. Um so that I mean that's all I really had for this episode. I figured it I I thought that it's important. Like, obviously this is not the lightest topic, but Instagram. I don't think, I don't think I could have an Instagram episode without acknowledging no. that at it's all. True. Um, so yeah. that's, that's where we're at right now. And yeah. I appreciate you guys for listening and, and sticking through that. It's yeah, heavy. yeah, absolutely. And next week we'll be talking about another planet. I believe it's Venus. So it is. <laughs> going get excited, to you guys. Get excited oh for that. Isn't that like the uh something something uh rocket ship? I don't know. Some backyard against oh. I don't know. <laughs> going on a trip in our favorite Big, rocket ship. ship. Da, da, da. Little Einsteins. Oh my gosh, little it's little Einsteins. Einsteins. <laughs> yes, that's it. I have little brothers, so I have full like I'm totally comfortable knowing that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I know that, yeah. and I have no children in my life. So, who's <laughs> a weirdo now? Yeah. <laughs> um, but as always, if you have content that you'd be interested in listening to, uh, solar series aside, or even social media series aside, please send it over to us. We'd love to know. Of course, if you have comments, questions, or concerns about anything that we talk about in our episodes, we'd also like to know. And you can send all that junk over to mediocre content podcast at gmail. You can tweet at us at Mediocre Squawks or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Mediocre Content Podcast. Um, Rate us five stars for being your your podcast moms. Absolutely. And I'm so happy to be here about it. (laughs) Um, But we'll see you in space next week. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.